0: So the big question is this, how are entrepreneurs like us, who don't cheat and manipulate people, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and services and the things we believe in out to the world, and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Michael Abdel and welcome to Client Secrets. Good morning and welcome to the very first episode of Client Secrets. I am so excited to be with you here this morning. You know, I have been wanting to do this podcast for the longest time. And uh, I, hear, I hear people like Gary Vee and I hear people like Russell Brunson encouraging us entrepreneurs, encouraging us to start producing content, to start uh, sharing what we've learned and, and becoming experts at what we're doing. And one of the very first things that we can do, one of the very first practical ways that we can do that is through podcasting. And I remember hearing that about a year ago, and I was like, "Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, let's do that." But then, uh, then thinking, "Well, you know what? Like, what would I do a podcast about? Like, what am I an expert in?" And and I didn't really I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Was it was it uh, a podcast about about funnels and doing stuff online? Was it a, a podcast about just running a business in general sales like what specifically was it, and for the longest time i i didn't really know and like i I'd record an episode of something, but it didn't really like have a theme to it or it wouldn't really go along with anything else and so i would uh I would delete it and and put it in the archives and then and then something else would spark my mind so i would I would get back and I would record another episode and Again, nothing, nothing long term. And, and a couple months ago, a couple months ago, I really thought, you know what? This idea of understanding your clients, their values, their behavior, this is what I'm passionate about. This is what I know I'm an expert in. This is what I want to do my podcast on. And so for a couple months after that, I was like, yeah, let's do it. But I never... I never took the actions to, right? I had the intention to, and I knew I should, but I never really took the necessary action to. And uh, I remember it was, uh, it was just about a week ago, a little less than a week ago. I w- again, it was just itching in the back of my mind. It was like, you got to do this. You should do this. You want to do this. You just got to make the time. And I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? Like, what I'm talking about today is the future of marketing, right? This is the future. And either I can be the expert on this and I can lead the charge about this future, about this future cause and about this this wave, this new era of marketing or I can take backseat and watch someone else do the very same thing, right? And I remember, like, I was thinking about it. In the past, I, I love, I absolutely love discovering, like, new artists and new startups and, and following these things from the inception, right? I love, I remember one of my favorite artists, uh, Nate Ferguson, NS. I remember I discovered him online right after he produced like his very, no, he hadn't even produced his first studio album. He was just releasing music that he had produced on his own, on his own albums on YouTube. And I remember watching his very first music video and being like, this guy has no budget. This guy has like no major studio to his name. And yet the music he's producing, because of the, the energy and the passion behind it, I was like, I knew. I, I remember telling myself, I was like, this guy is going to blow up. He is going to be famous. He is going to be on the top billboard charts. Like, he, if he continues what he's doing, he is going to be amazing. And everybody's going to know his name. And three... Studio album later, three studio albums. NF, well, I think he was number three on the top billboard, touring all across the country with famous rappers like Logic, with Kyle, all these guys, right? And I remember, I remember when his album hit top 100, I was like, I called this from the beginning. Like, I remember seeing this and just intuition just. Just his passion and his energy, I knew I knew that he was going to become that well known and change, and like his style of, of rap has has influenced the the entire industry. And same thing with startups there, there's there's something intuitive that they have the it factor, right? I remember, uh, I remember a couple, let's see, man, it would have been a year and a half now. I was, uh, again, I love discovering like new name up and coming people. I remember discovering a a vlogger on YouTube, Logan Paul. And there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of buzz around his name. And regardless of any of that, no one can deny that he is successful, that he is hardworking, And that he has made a name for himself regardless of how you feel about what he's done like you cannot deny the fact that he has made a name for himself and I remember I remember when he first started YouTube and he had like he had less than 2,500 subscribers and I remember finding this guy and watching like one of his videos and being like the the work ethic that this man puts in the the passion and the energy that this man puts into his work, if he continues to do this, he's going to be known all across the world. He is going to dominate whatever platform he chooses to be on. And that's what we see today. On YouTube now, almost 19 million subscribers. And so I, I have this, this intuition about and, and I come across things about up and coming people and i'm like yeah yeah like they'll they'll do great like they won't be the best at what they do but they'll be good you know they'll have some people who like their stuff and they'll get by they'll do well but uh when you come across the gems like i know i know when the gems are coming and when they're gonna when they're going to revolutionize and change And dominate what we know today and when I think when I think about this new wave of marketing when I think about what we're talking about here on client secrets I know I know for fact that this is going to revolutionize how we market in every industry the thing is, I don't know when that will be. I don't know if it's going to be in the next couple of months. I don't know if it's going to take a few years. But I know. I know that this is going to change every single person who's in sales, who's in marketing. It already is starting. It's already starting, and I'll I'll share a story about that. But uh before we get to that, I want to share kind of my story and how how I got into this whole uh, arena of this new era of marketing. So it was, oh man, it would have been a year and a half ago. Uh, to the, not today, but around the, the fall here is when I started. Uh, I, I was so, yeah, so a year and a half ago. So the summer, so the summer of of two years of last year it would have been. Man, it seems so long ago. So this uh, the summer of last year and the spring of last year, I uh, I had I was taking a break from college, and I was working on my own business. Right, I was starting a franchise, and this franchise was, was a, a painting franchise with uh, college pro painters, and the role that I played was essentially a business owner, um, but. <laughs> That, that was definitely what it was portrayed as. Looking back at it, honestly, it was more of a glorified sales position. If I'm being honest, it was a glorified sales position. Um, and what I mean by that is, as we all know as entrepreneurs, marketing, sales is the lifeblood of our company. And if, if you do not have new clients coming in through the door, your company is dead. That, that's, that's just how it is. It's gone. And... Uh, I didn't understand that when I first started. I had ran a, a mowing business while I was in high school. But how that worked is we already had clients and we just serviced them year after year, right? As long as you do a good job, you're respectful, uh, you're hardworking, then you, you keep your clients. And that's, that's how we worked. So when I got into painting from, from ground zero, nothing to my name, I realized this is going to be a little bit different because the majority of my time is going to be spent marketing, is going to be spent doing sales, and then other people, I'll hire other people to service. And so that, that's, that was a new paradigm for me, is understanding that. And I remember, I remember doing marketing, and this idea of entrepreneur shifted for me. Because I had this glorified idea that I had that an entrepreneur was, like a lifestyle entrepreneur. That was not my reality. I was waking up at 6 in the morning, making phone calls uh, from like 7 to 9 before people got to work. Then I would drive up a half hour to my region and I would go knocking on doors uh, (laughs) until, man, it would be... It would be normally till like five or six when people got back. Then I would make more phone calls. And I was just I was just hustling, right? I was just grinding and uh, just just making waves, honestly. And I remember I remember I would I would meet with these clients who were interested, uh, these potential clients who were interested in my services, and I would talk with them, and some of the some of the friends some of my clients that I would talk to, we became friends, right? And the conversations that we had came so naturally and so fluently. And honestly, it didn't seem like we were even, I was even selling these people, right? I need to to jump back for a little bit, sorry. So when I jumped in, I had, like I said, I had nothing to my name. And as I was hustling and as I was grinding, like, I was putting my own money and time into this business and I wasn't getting any return, right? You invest upfront and you work your butt off for the return on the end. And so I was pouring in, like I said, hours of my own time and literally thousands of my own dollars for overhead, for getting the equipment, for hiring employees, all this sort of stuff, right? And I remember feeling like I was stuck and that I was just pouring my money down the drain because I wasn't seeing any results. Right? And on, and on top of that, on top of that, my brothers, they uh, my oldest brother had just graduated college. Actually, all my brothers had just graduated college. So my brother was a year out. My oldest brother was a year out. And he had gotten, he had landed his dream job uh, at a nursing, at like the high-end nursing Um, facility in Iowa City and he was working there and uh, he had already gotten like two or three raises from just his year they had been there and just just doing very well in his career and then my twin older brothers they had both graduated Uh, one went into financial planning with Northwestern Mutual and was just killing it there his first year Uh, as an intern the year before he had one intern of the year for his region and then here his first year, he was cranking up the top numbers for the first year's uh, the first year employees in his office, so he was just crushing it. And then my other twin brother, Joshua, he, uh, he got a job at a small tech uh, startup company, medical company rather, and uh, he was doing product management. And he was just, <laughs> for being a, a first year out of college, the response, the level of responsibility that they gave him, uh, and the pay that they gave him was just outrageous, honestly, for a first year. And so, so he had gotten a position like he had already been in the company for five or ten years right out of the bat. So <laughs> then you have me, right? College dropout, uh, trying to start a painting company, and just pouring hours and hours. And thousands of dollars and not seeing any return and I remember just feeling like a failure I remember feeling like a failure of a son to my mom and dad because I didn't compare to what my brothers were doing I wasn't even on the same level and I remember thinking like this has got to change and that's when I started hustling and and putting in those hours, right? And uh I remember I remember one particular day I I had made calls in the morning and I drove up to uh to my area and I I got to the street that I was going to market on and I remember just sitting in my car and just just feeling exhausted, just feeling like I didn't have anything else to give, right? And I remember thinking like what's the point of all this? Like when am I when am I like going to get results? When am I going to be that dream entrepreneur that I thought I was going to be? When am I going to to make my mom and dad proud? Like my brothers are and I remember just sitting in my car for a half hour and, uh, and I got a call. I remember I was sitting there and my phone started to ring. And I looked up and it was a, it was a Cedar Rapids number, an area fra- that I was marketing in. So immediately I picked it up, I was like, hi, this is Michael Abdo with College Pro Painters, how may I help you? And sure enough, it was a client, it was my first client that I was uh, that I had had marketed to and they said hey we got a a flyer on our door the other day and we were interested in painting we were wondering if you could come out and and uh, give us your estimate. I was like yes like this is it this is what I've been waiting for and so I said absolutely I said I'll be over there in in just 10 minutes so I got in my car and I'm driving over and I'm all nervous and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be my first client. What am I going to say? Like, what am I going to do? And I had all the training that, that I had before. But I was like, I really got to nail this. Like, I can't wait to get home and and tell everybody that I'm my first client. This is going to be wicked. And so I get to the client's house, and I'm sitting in the car preparing documents and everything. And uh, my my stomach is just turned upside over. I feel like I was I was in high school, like, about to go on a dance with with your date, right? And you're just like, ah! And so uh, I got all the papers, walked up to the door, knocked on the door, and uh, opened, the man opens the door. And here he's uh, this retired, uh, pr- pretty young actually, a retired gentleman. He says, come in. Um, and I, I walk in, and I, I say, should I take my shoes off? And he says, are my shoes off? And I, I look at it, his shoes, and they are. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. You should take your shoes off then. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I take my shoes off and I walk inside. And uh, he, uh, he to, to be honest, I don't remember the exact details of what happened inside. But we were kind of talking some things. He was, he was just kind of yes, no, kind of answering some questions. And then uh, I, was, I was trying to, to ask him about his values, right? He used some value eliciting questions and he's like what he's like i'm not sure why we're in here the house outside needs to be painted i was like y- yeah yeah you're right okay let's let's go outside and so uh we get to the door and he said just go ahead take a walk around let me know when you're done and i was, I was like you don't you don't want to come out with me so we can we can talk more and become friends get to know each other and uh clearly Clearly, he did not. So I, I went out and I, I looked around the house, did my numbers, did measurements and everything. I uh, knocked on the door and I said, would I be able to come back in? And he says, no. I was like, okay, but <laughs> I want to I wanna show you the numbers I got. I said, you can just give them to me now. And I said, okay, okay but can I, can I explain to them? Can I explain to you what they mean and stuff like that? He's like, no. So so I said, all right, all right, here, here you go. And I just kind of gave him the estimate sheet and just kind of stood there while we looked at the numbers. He's like, yeah, we're not interested. I, <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, because I didn't explain everything to you. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're not interested. And he just closed the door. And that was the last I ever saw of him. And it was hard, like it was, it was crushing because every step in the sales process, I knew, I knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, right? I knew that, that I needed to, to get his, to understand his values and be able to communicate on a level that, that he wanted, but I was just, I didn't know how to. Right? And I, I remember just feeling, I remember just feeling crushed. Because here I was, I was so excited and so ready to get my first client. And it, it just, it just got shattered. And uh, I remember going back to my car and just sitting in my car and being like, I will, I will never be able to do this. Right? I'll never be able to get a client, and really the weight of everything just kind of fell on my shoulders. And remember, I just I sat there for a while, and I just drove home, and uh, and I kind of just gave up. And as I was driving home, I remember thinking like, I don't want to go back to mom and dad's right away because they'll be wondering why I'm home so early. So I'm just going to go to the library and I remember going to the library and just sitting on my computer for the rest of the afternoon, just watching YouTube videos and just just trying to distract myself from what had happened earlier in the day. And just trying to to numb myself to the pain, honestly and it, it hurt, it really did. And uh, I remember I remember later that week we had uh, a team meeting, so we all met together and we, we encouraged each other, motivated each other, and I remember the next week being like, yeah, I'm gonna hit it hard again. And so that, that's what happened. After the encouragement and the motivation Got back out there uh, and just, just kept working, and it, it was really cool because I started to see uh, results after that. I started to get clients, and it was funny. We we all set our goals for how many, like what percentage of people we wanted to close. And I remember one guy in particular in our uh, on our team that he. Everybody was sit, we we went around the room right setting our goals. And uh, one person was like, I want to close 20%. Another person was like, I'm going to close 30%. Uh, it came to me. I was like, uh, I'm, I'm going to close like 25 Like nothing crazy ambitious here. And I remember it got to uh, Patrick in the room. Patrick was like, you know what? I'm going to close 45% of people. We were like, did he just say 45%? And our manager, John, he's like, You said forty-five, right? Like, you know what that takes, right? He's like, I said forty-five. And he kinda of, kinda of, Patrick kinda of sits up there with his kind of straightens his back and kind of sticks his chest out a little bit. It's like, all right, let's see what you got. And so uh I remember coming back to the next team meeting. And I remember we're going around again, saying our closing rate, right? And uh so we're going in the circle. The guy says 20, like, got 20. The guy says 30, got 30. Comes to me. I'm like, I, I got like 21. So not, not hitting 25. And then again, it comes, comes to Patrick. Patrick. He's like, Patrick, what would you close? Did you get your 45? Patrick's like, I closed 47% of my clients. Like, what? 47%. I was like, how is this? And I remember, I remember, I was like, I got to ask Patrick. I got to ask him how he's doing this. Like, you can make prospects all day long, but if you can't close a sale, you got nothing, right? So I remember asking, I was like, Pat, on the drive home, I was like, Pat, Tell me. You've got to tell me, how are you doing this? How do you close 47% of the people you talk to? He's like, Michael, let me tell you how you do it. So listen, let me ask you a question. Think back about the clients you have. So, so I thought back, I was like, okay, I got like four or five closes that I made. I was like, um... Okay, yeah. It's like, okay, think of those clients. Tell me the one thing that they all have in common. I'm like, uh, they have houses for me to paint? It's like, no, no, no. The one thing they all have in common. I guarantee you, I don't even know your clients, but I guarantee you, all of your clients are just like you. I thought back. Hmm. It's like okay. And he said, and I'm guessing with the conversations that you had with them, that they were the most natural, easygoing conversations that you have ever had, right? I was thinking back, I like, hmm. Go on. And he said, I bet that when you closed them, it didn't even feel like you were selling. It felt like you were just having a conversation with a friend or family member, and it was just like, yeah, so, so just sign. Just sign and, and give the deposit. And I thought back, I was like, you know, that's so true. Like every conversation that I have, that I had with my clients, it wasn't forced. It wasn't like, are you gonna are you gonna buy or aren't you? Like, I was so confident that they were, and there's so much. There was just so much rapport that it was like a friend buying from a friend. I was like, yeah, yeah how, how did you know that? He's like, I will tell you the secret to me closing 47%. He said, the secret is that sales is 100% based on trust. He's like, if you trust somebody, if you trust your dad and your dad tells you that you need to buy this, you're going to buy it because you trust him. He said, the key is to building trust with your clients. I was like, yeah, I already knew that, Dumbo. Like, that sells 101. He's like, yeah, but here's the key to building trust. He said, it's Understanding your client's values, and it's supporting them, agreeing with them, defending them, that is how you win your client. I was like, again, I already knew that. He said, yes, but I bet you don't know how to know their values. And it hit me. I was like you're right like all these things about eliciting values and like getting people's values and and asking questions and stuff like that like they were good theory but in practice none of it ever really worked I was like okay I was like so, so tell me more like like how do you do it and he said the secret to understanding the person's personality i was like so if they're like extroverted or introverted so no 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 that is like a small like that is the smallest portion of personality said personality it's made up of extroverted introverted but we're not interested in that we're interested in determining people's values from their personality he said so for example, he said, if you look at somebody, you can tell pretty accurately, like 80 to 90% of the time, accurate, whether they're introverted or extroverted, right? Like, yeah, he said, and most people end there. They say, okay, that guy's introverted, that guy's extroverted, period. What I do is I say, they're introverted and they're extroverted. What does that mean that they value? So, someone who's introverted, they're more likely to value stability and protection. And so I tell them, I say, when I paint your house, do you understand the life that it will give to your house? Do you understand how much more protected and secure your siding will be? How it will extend the life of your wood? He said, that's communicating on a level that they understand. He said, and if someone's extroverted, what does that mean they value? It means they value excitement. It means they value like the, the like, excitement and the new things in life and the uh, ju- uh, no- novelty. Novelity? <laughs> novelty, novelty, novelty. They, uh, they enjoy novelty, right? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, so if someone's extroverted, I tell them, when, you, when your wife gets home and sees this house, do you know how excited she's going to be? She's going to love these colors. She's going to love the vibrant life that it brings to your house. You guys are going to get home from work, and you're going to feel like you guys just moved in to a brand new house. I was like, that gets me excited. It's like, yeah, that's because you're an extroverted. I was like, what the heck? You're right. He's like, this, this would never work. He's like, if I told the extrovert about the stability and the protection that it will bring to your home, his eyes are going to glaze over and he's going to fall asleep. And if I told the introvert, your house is going to be brand spanking new and it's going to look vibrant and it's going to be so exciting and you're going to feel like you're, you're in a new home. He's going to freak out and he's going to throw me out of his house. He's like, that's why it's essential, essential to understanding your client's values and to communicate on that same level. I said, that, that's freaking brilliant. I said, yeah, and go back. You look at all your clients and they, they all look like you, right? So, yeah, it's like, why is that? I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, clients like me. And he says, here's why. He said, because when you talk, when you communicate, when you open your mouth, even when in your body language, he said, you are communicating your values. They're they're subconsciously being communicated. He said, and other people pick up on those things. Subconsciously. They pick up on your, your tone. They pick up on the words that you use, the specific trigger words that you use. He said they pick up on your body language. And they subconsciously can tell whether or not what you value aligns with what they value. And so every single person that you sell to and that you've had a successful close, he said, that is because they have the same values as you because you're communicating those values to them. They pick it up and they say, this is someone that I can trust. He's like, but the people who you haven't closed, it's because you've communicated your values without even being aware of it. You've communicated your values. And they pick up on that and they say, nuh-uh, there's not an alignment of values. This is a no go. I can't trust this guy. And you're out the door. And I thought back to my very first prospect, the very first man I walked in. And I thought, you know, I value like peace and I value harmony. And I value everybody working together and everything Everybody not, not, uh, not stepping on each other's toes. And I think about this guy, and he, he valued getting to the point, getting down quick to it. Let's get to the bottom line. Like, what is this going to be? Let, let's make this happen right away. And I thought, you know what? You're exactly right. I thought if I would have, and, and I remember telling Pat, I was like, Pat, If I would have gone in with my first client and I would have been like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come paint your house. It's going to take three days. We're going to be here eight days or eight hours every day. We're going to use this paint. We're going to start here. We're going to end here. You're going to sign here and that's it. If I would have done that, boom, first client. He's like, you're exactly right. And I remember I was like, this is crazy. I was like this is this is going to change the way that we do marketing forever. He's like, Yeah, it absolutely is. I was like, How do you learn more about this stuff? He's like, you know what? He's like, I've only learned this from my dad. He kind of taught me how to do this. Like, I don't really know if there's any training or books or anything available. I was like, you mark your words. I was like i will find i will scour the the libraries and the internet to find resources on this and i did and i looked everywhere and i kid you not i found one book one book i'm not sure if it's even in print anymore about how to sell based on people's values like that and more importantly determining all it comes down to is determining people's values. How do you accurately determine people's values? And I remember I got hooked on that. And that's what this whole podcast is about. That is what Client Secrets is about. It's not managing secrets. It's not entrepreneurial secrets. It's not secret. It's not sales secrets. It's client secrets. It's How do you uncover your clients' values accurately, efficiently, quickly, consistently? How do you determine their values? And then how do you communicate? How do you take, how do you use your subconscious communication that you don't even realize that you're doing every moment of every day? How do you alter that so that you're communicating? with your clients on a subconscious level. That's what this podcast is all about. So some things to be aware of going forward. I am going to do my absolute best to credit as many people with the information that I've learned from them. I'm going to do my best. But with that being said, a lot of these, a lot of these are going to be my own thoughts my own experiences, my own understandings. So I borrow a lot from other people and I will reference them to my best of my ability. But the conclusions that I arrive on are often, are more likely than not. And, I, and I'll, I'll share, but they're the things that I take this theory and I'm like, that sounds great on books. Let's apply that to the real world and let's see how that holds up. And if it doesn't hold water, you're out. Like I want nothing to do with you. There's so much theory in personality psychology, and I don't care about theory. I care about when you're out in the field, and you're sitting across face-to-face with a potential client. Are the words you're going to say, are they going to have a change? Are they going to create an impact? Or are they just going to be fluffy words that don't have any real meaning? right? I'm only serious. I'm only interested in things that are going to have tangible change that you can measure and that you can say, my close rate went from 30%, went from 25% to 50%. That, that is what I'm interested in. So why am I starting this podcast? Who am I doing this podcast for? I am doing this podcast for my younger self. For me, I, over a year ago, if I can go back and tell him, man, sales doesn't have to be banging your head against the wall. Sales doesn't have to be, marketing doesn't have to be painful, doesn't have to be uncomfortable. Like, ah, I, there's so many people that I wish I could free. From this dungeon of marketing and from sales, I remember like, I remember I started and I was like, is this right for me? Like it feels so wrong and uncomfortable. Like I'm manipulating people. Like I'm tying their hands behind their back and and forcing them to do something they wa- don't want to. And I remember after doing painting, like starting my own digital marketing company and being like. Ah, I believe in what I'm doing and I know that it can have impact and it can have value, but I just can't get that across them. Like they don't understand how important and how vital this is to their company. And I remember like, what can I say? What can I do that I can, that I can convince them of the, the impact that this will have on their company. And I'm like, oh, I just want to, take my knowledge and what i know the results i can produce and just shove it in their head and it's like the the only way that i know how to do that is through these manipulative like sales tactics of like oh scarcity like you have to sign today if you want 20 percent off and like oh i said it was going to be two thousand dollars well it's only going to be one thousand dollars well if you sign today it's only going to be like five hundred dollars and all these untrue like manipulative tactics I was like this isn't this isn't right this isn't how it should be and and with prospecting and and starting off it's just like banging your head against the wall and you, you want to bring this i remember like i want to bring this to them but i just feel stuck and i hate the sales part of it this this marketing part of it so if i could go back and i could say no I can make this exciting for you i can make this fun for you it's like it's like doing research on every customer finding finding out their personality and and agreeing and defending their values and supporting their values like that's what it's all about you can only successfully make sales you can only successfully market, if you're discovering people's personality, and if you're communicating, if you're supporting, if you're defending that person, right? So this is for for my younger self to go back and be able to say that, and uh, if I can help one other person. If I can change one other person's mindset from looking at sales as being a disgusting, despicable, hateful thing to being an exciting, like beneficial thing. Like the entrepreneurs in this world, the people who want to change the world with their product and services, these are my brothers and my sisters. And if I can help them market in a way that is efficient, that is successful, that is non-manipulative, that is not banging your head against the wall, if I can help you market, if I can help one other person market in such a way that they feel morally free and that they feel like they are doing the right thing and that they are helping their client to the best of their ability without handcuffing them without banging their head against the wall then I've done my I've done my job just one person and that it will be all worth it I want I want to change this perception of what sales and marketing is for my brothers and my sisters so we can change the world once we get out of this mental block these false beliefs about sales then then we have an obligation to take our products and our services and change the world. And if I can help one person do that, that's my goal. And finally, finally, when I'm doing these podcasts, I have to be on top of my game. I have to know the newest information. I have to be experimenting with the newest stuff I have to be at the apex. I have to be the expert. And that's what I want to be. I know that whenever I study and whenever I pour my time and energy into understanding the problem and finding a solution, I know that feeling, the feeling of of being the expert on being on top of it, feeling flawless, I love that feeling. And like selfishly, that's why I'm doing this podcast. So I can push myself to become even better at this. To, to be the expert in this situation. To, to be able to answer your questions and serve you to the highest level. And for me to be able to be the best that I possibly can. So, so doing this podcast is going to force me to learn more and to experiment more and to try more and that's I want to put myself in a position where I have to grow. I want to force myself into a position where I have to do more because that is that is when I'll become the best and that's when I can help you and help my brothers and my sisters and help us entrepreneurs help us change the world. So what does it matter for you why would you tune in and listen to this podcast i i'm trying to think of a way that like that i can that i can help you understand the severity of this like if you can understand the weight of how this is going to change Marketing forever, then you would have no, like, it would not even be a second guess whether you should be listening to this podcast. And uh, I'll I'll bring I'll bring in more like stats and statistics about how people are already using this in businesses, so that you can get an understanding that like, this is it's a new concept that people are already starting to get onto, Like it's, it's already proven enough that big companies like Facebook, I'll get you some of the numbers that, that Facebook is crunching, but it is ridiculous how many people are just starting on this wave. And if you can get in on ground zero, it will change your, like this is your business that we're talking about. This is your business. This is your future. This is for your, your family. Like, this podcast, listening here, will change your entire life. It will change every single interaction that you ever have with another person. It will allow you to become more persuasive. It will allow you to become more influential. This will change your business. It will take your business to the next level. It will take your life to the next level, it will take your family's life to the next level, it will take your future to the next level, and this, like, uh, I, I, I'm trying to think, like, how I can, how I can take the the weight that I know that it is in my mind, and how I can communicate that to you, without just, like, ugh, it. I'll show you numbers next podcast so that you can, you can understand in details. But this, this will revolutionize, like, I'd say no more than five years. Give it, give it five years and everybody, everybody will be talking about this, will be using this. And if you can learn it now and master it within the next six months, do you know how far above competition you will be? Like right now, only the, the cutting-edge companies, like I said, like Facebook, are, are discovering this and starting to use this. So if you think about you, the entrepreneur, implementing this in your business, do you know how far above competition you will skyrocket? There will not even be competition. You will dominate your space. You will dominate your market. You will dominate your niche. And your competitors won't even learn about this stuff until five years, five, ten years later. That's why you got to jump on this now. Master this now. Change your life today. And it's like, like I, I, I hear people ask, like, Michael, like, yes, I understand that this is really important, but we already have segmentation. like we already have, you can break people down in demographics and like age and like income, and like we already have segmentation. And, and I agree, like I 100% agree. But what is, what is the value of that? Like you can break people down, are you like between the age of 20 and 30 or 30 and 40? But what does that tell you about your values? Like, genuinely, what does that tell you about your values? Maybe that you value, like, if you're older, you value stability a little bit more. Like, maybe a little bit more. And, like, you value things that adults would value more. Or, like, parenting stuff or, like, buying a house where when you're younger, maybe you don't. I don't know. Right? I'm not 30 or 40. (laughs) But I guarantee you that a person with the same personality is going to be more similar in those two age groups personality is is like the lid to discovering values you open the jar of personality and within that jar are your values like age is like trying to stare at it through a microscope or like a, it just it doesn't get to the root of the values it might give you a little bit of information but but segmenting based on personality will uncover the entire map, the entire thing. And, and that, that is why you need personality typing and you need to be able to understand your, your client's personality. And that's far more important than their age, than their income, than anything like that. Far more important and and so I, I I think about for you, for the listener, like even for me, honestly, like we have two choices: we have one or two of two choices: either this information that I'm sharing with you is false and irrelevant to your business and to your life, like everything that I just spewed about for the last 45 minutes. It's it's either false and it's irrelevant and it will have no change on your business and no change on your life or or this is true and it's going to revolutionize the way you market. It is going to take your business to the next level. It is going to take your life your family your future to the next level it is one of those two things it's either false and irrelevant or it's true and it's going to be the most impactful thing to grow in your business and i want you i want you to to join me for this journey but i don't want you to take my word for it yes i have experienced the truth of this and i have seen firsthand how this changes marketing but i don't want your i don't want your doubts to prohibit you from trying like if you if you understand this intuitively and you're like yes this is going to work Go for it, 100%. Dive right in. Come along with the journey. Be a part of the movement. But if you're if you're sitting there, you're like, I think this could work, but like I need facts. I need numbers. I'll do my best to provide you with those. Like I'm the same way. I am the same way. I am not going to start a new process or a new. I'm not going to use a new software or a new uh, process or new productivity hack or anything like that. I'm not going to use it until I know that it has been proven to work, that it has been proven to increase your productivity, that it has proven to have the results, right? That, that's just how I am. I don't want to waste my time on all this superficial, like sounds good stuff, but doesn't have real change, doesn't have real impact. And if you're if you're the same way, I'm going to do my best to provide you with stats that I can. But you need to understand that this, this is in the making. Like as we're as we're listening to this right now, like new discoveries are being made, new ways to use this are being used every single day. And because of that, because we're on the front lines of this, because we're at the very beginning. Of this new wave that's only going up from here I I don't have a whole lot of tangible factual like here's 20 years of proof of this being consistently working and so I want you I want you to try it out for yourself I want you instead of looking for the numbers I want you to create the numbers and I want you to say you see that increase from 30% to 50% in sales That's me, I made that number. And so that's my encouragement. Again, I will do my absolute best to provide you with the information you need, but it's either true or it's false. What I'm sharing with you is either going to be irrelevant to your business or it is going to change your business forever. It is going to change your life forever. And so I want you, like. If you're listening to this, you're getting in on ground zero. And we're just gonna ride this wave, this movement, like we're going to the top, right? So if if you're listening to this, you're here before everything blows up, before this changes the world. And I just wanna congratulate you. I wanna say welcome, I am glad you're here. Let's change the world together. And if you're listening and this excites you, tell someone else you know. Tell a a brother or sister in entrepreneurship, tell them like, man, I met this guy who's discovering this brand new way to, to market that's painless, that's going to increase your sales by 20%, like you need to meet this guy, listen to this podcast. Tell me what you think. Right? Let, let's let's not hold this to ourselves. It's going it's going to change the way that we market. Let's all be a part of that together. Let's not try and hoard it for ourselves, but let's share it and let's change the world together. So that's why next week we'll be talking about how I personally got into personality psychology and how over the 5 the past 5 years how i've been developing this skill and this this passion and this talent of mine and how you can how you can bypass all of the pitfalls and all of the useless theory that that i've had to wade through and how you can get into the the beautiful the practical the applicable the the information that As soon as you get it, it's going to change the way that you market. It's going to change your business and it's going to change your life. So that's what we have on store for next week. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Client Secrets. Take care, I will see you next episode. Want more marketing secrets? If so, then go get your copy of my newest book, Client Secrets. Inside this book, you'll find my top 15 secrets that companies all across the world use to systematically skyrocket their sales by 50% or more.